0: You are listening to The Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into The Hodges Huddle. I'm your host, Tyler Viso. Today I'm joined by Patricia Caputo. How are you doing today, Patricia?
1: I'm doing good. How are you, Tyler?
0: I'm good. Can't complain. Got a got not a lot of LSU sports going on so we're going to talk about just a bunch of sports that we can because there's still a lot of sports it's just LSU's managed to kind of get themselves out of everything right about now (laughs) so we'll start off with yesterday last night was the NCAA men's national championship where Kansas defeated North Carolina 72 to 69 the game was great it was it was really good what were your thoughts
1: it was a great game. I thought North Carolina had it by the end of the first half because they were up by 15, and then Kansas came back. It's the largest deficit to come back from ever. 16 points they were down by, and they made that amazing comeback.
0: 16 points is officially the NCAA championship record for largest comeback now. That was pretty crazy. It was. I mean, i you knew Kansas was good enough, mm-hmm. and you knew that they had the ability to win. I just thought 16 points was way too much.
1: Right, and I think it was a great game. And unfortunately for the Tar Heels, there were a lot of injuries they had to deal with. You got guys like uh, Baycott, who even though it was with 34 seconds, then he finally decided to sit. Yeah, but but
0: that cost you the game. I mean, in the last sequence, Kansas goes down the court. They have Maynick Maynick Mm -hmm. on their big man, and he just—I mean—he just hooks it right over him. Yep. He, there was such a mismatch mm-hmm. right there.
1: And Maynard got beat up the whole game. He
0: got hit. He got hit I mean, he got knives. hit probably four or five times mm-hmm. in the head. He I, had to. I, I, I thought he had a concussion. Yep. Caleb, the first one, he got hit hard.
1: Mm-hmm, he did. Caleb Love had an off game. He
0: rolled his own ankle. Like, just yeah. falling backwards, he rolled mm-hmm. his own ankle. He
1: did. And then you even had Puff Johnson, who were, was... He was gassed. gassed. He got, <laughs> they said he got
0: hit in the stomach, and mm-hmm. then he kind of, like, dry heaved, and it was... It was weird,
1: right? It was difficult, but for being a bench player, he came in clutch when the Tar Heels needed them. Obviously, they just couldn't get the job done.
0: I mean, Puff Johnson had 11 points. Caleb Love, really? I mean, for him, I guess that is an off game. He had 13 points, but he—they were just. I think some of their main problems was the shooting. Mm-hmm. They were not great from the three-point line. Being, they were what, five of 23. Mm-hmm. That will not. And okay, to be fair though, Kansas was six of seventeen, but I mean they didn't. They couldn't make threes right. at all. And
1: I think Caleb Love was a big part of that because Caleb Love is that guy that you go to when you need a quick three.
0: Yeah, he was jacking them up. Mm-hmm. All you saw night. it
1: against Duke. He practically yeah. won that game by shooting that amazing three, and he could not do that last night versus Kansas.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of just. It was tough to watch, honestly, because. Mm-hmm despite all of the bad three-point shooting and all of the really all-around bad shooting for both teams both teams shot really bad Mm -hmm. in the first half and North Carolina came out of a timeout and they kind of they played really well for the end of that stretch going into halftime and they just didn't have the same intensity coming out in the second half
1: right true yep it it was unfortunately disappointing, especially after their head coach had that I don't know if you saw it, but it was almost like an amazing speech when he was asking yes. A few questions. Yes. And he
0: was yelling at um uh, what's it, Tracy Tracy Wolfson, I yes, think. Yes, yes. They were she was yelling and he must have taken that intensity just straight to the the huddle. And
1: after that they went on the run and then yeah, they went into the locker room and it's like that all that energy just deflated
0: it felt like it was really a tale of two halves though because it looked like at first north carolina and kansas kind of were both nervous and then mm-hmm. north carolina shook themselves out of it first and went on the run and then kansas went in halftime shook it off and then came out and and won that and won the game
1: right and that's what great teams do and actually little fun fact kansas what you could call sweet revenge because in 1957 unc beat them in triple overtime 54 to 53
0: I think there were so many interesting facts about this game because we were talking about it with some of the other people that work here at KLSU, and North Carolina was two and zero in New Orleans, and Kansas was zero and two in New Orleans. Wow! And it was really close, and something had to give, but mm-hmm. it was it was a really good game. But it won't go without the fact that at the end of the game, Kansas tried to lose it in yeah. the last five seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the craziest scenario ever. I forget, I think it was Remy Martin, takes the ball up the court, steps out of bounds to give North Carolina the ball back with the chance to take it to overtime. And then North Carolina just kind of gave the game right back to him because, I mean, what were your thoughts on that final play? The final sequence for North Carolina was both times when they had, I think they were down, they were tied. Mm Mm-hmm. And they just started jacking up threes, yeah. And then they lost the lead, and they started doing it again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was crazy. Yeah,
1: that's the biggest problem when the threes aren't going in. Don't you don't need to make them. And that was North Carolina's problem last night.
0: You have to know. You have to know the speed. You have to know like the point of the game where you know where you're good at and what you're bad at. They were they were doing really well second chance baskets mm-hmm. at the start of the game. North Carolina was 0 for fourteen on their first attempts, and then they were like six for six on their second attempt points. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were dominating on the second chance points and rebounding, but you, that's not going to work. And in the long run, that's never going to work.
1: Right, yeah. And just to go back on the last play, to give it to Caleb Love, I know you want to trust a guy like that. I just felt that there were other ways that that play could have been That developed. was a long
0: shot, mm-hmm. though. I mean, he and Maynick fell. You saw that he fell on the baseline and he didn't get open, so it's not much you right. can really do about it. The play kind of collapsed in on itself, mm-hmm. and Caleb Love had to take the shot because he had 4.3 seconds. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, really bad. It was. Really bad. Yeah, there's
1: just mistakes that can't happen, and that was one of them in a big moment like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Caleb Love shooting that deep shot for the tie when you really should have drawn up a better play. Mm-hmm. I don't think North Carolina had any more timeouts to even try to get themselves out of that situation, right. but that was just really a heartbreaker for North Carolina. North Carolina faking uh North Carolina fans waking up this morning had to have felt bad.
1: That had to be horrible.
0: But you got to think about the promise of this North Carolina team.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: think about that was their that was their head coach's first mm-hmm. game. Yeah. What's his name?
1: Hubert Davis.
0: Hubert Davis. Mm-hmm. That was his first season as the North Carolina coach. And he took them all the way to the championship game. And
1: there were questions if they were even going to make the tournament. Just they were—they were, they were a ago. bubble
0: team. They were a bubble team. Had they not beaten Duke in uh Cameron Indoor on the last game of the season, North Carolina—you might have not even seen North Carolina in this situation. Right. right. Think of, like so—they're in a really good situation. I, I just. They have a lot to be proud of, but man, I mean, sixteen points is going to haunt you for yeah, a while. It,
1: it was unfortunate because they also were about to be the second team in NCAA college basketball history to be an eighth seed and win the tournament. Villanova was the first. Yeah, but in
0: what fifty-seven or something like that. It was a I'm long not time. sure the date. It was a long time ago. I know but that much.
1: You had the opportunity to make all this history. and Unfortunately, they just couldn't get it done.
0: Yeah, I just it's a tough it's a tough break for them. I mean, I, I oh well. I, it was fun. I mean, March Madness was really fun this year. I was, it was great. I mean, Very some of the exciting. crazy stuff happened. St. Peter's winning—that was. I mean, mm-hmm. their run was miraculous. Uh, North Carolina was another great story. There was, there were a ton of great storylines this Even year. Miami
1: was pretty good. Or the Miami,
0: Tennessee. Tennessee, Arkansas making a run to mm-hmm. the uh, to the Sweet Sixteen. Right. That was all. That stuff was like really fun and great. So, or they made Arkansas made it to the Elite Eight. They played Duke yeah. in the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. They almost had a chance to go to the Final Four. Stuff like that was just... That's what makes March Madness so much fun. Exactly. I loved it.
1: It was crazy. It was insane, but...
0: Hey, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. It is what it is. Uh,
0: I I can't complain about it. I, just, I was tough.
1: fine. I just didn't like that it was, you know, all these Kansas... I didn't Antonio, like that it was the Blue Blood
0: yeah. Invitational. I that's agree with I mean. that. I, there was no... North Carolina, you call a storyline because they were the eight seed. Mm-hmm. North Carolina's been in the championship oh, a million times. I think it they just matter. won in twenty
1: seventeen. Yeah, they won pretty 2018? recently.
0: So that's not a that's still not as good of a story. I mean, they were the eight seed and they were a bubble team, right? But it was no St. Peter's if they would have made it. I like, know. everybody in the building would have been probably rooting for St. Peter's because it would have been oh, so yeah. much fun to watch them win.
1: I think everyone in America was rooting for St. Peter's at yeah. one point.
0: So, and it's not that kind of stuff. So when, you know, it's no no Loyola Chicago in the Final mm-hmm. Four. Like, those, you know, the, you know, the storylines I'm talking of course. about, it was not that this year. But Duke playing North Carolina in the Final Four was... That crazy. was exciting.
1: That will definitely go down in history.
0: That was the first time they ever met in like in a tournament. Yeah. the tournament. That's first time they ever met because normally they're usually one and two seeds, mm-hmm. so it's hard. for And with March Madness being so crazy, they normally don't get that far. But for them to play in the final four like that, and then Coach K go out losing to his arch rival, that's got to nice. leave just a sour taste in his mouth. Because I mean, that's just mm-hmm. North, that's a tough.
1: North Carolina handed him their first ever his first ever loss and his last ever loss.
0: Yep. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> I was a lot of people. The more people I talked to, I didn't realize that a lot of people wanted Duke to win the championship because it was Coach K's last yeah. season. A lot of
1: people love Duke.
0: Oh, I was so out I on that. I was so happy. I was so out on that. A bunch of people the other day kept telling me, "You, you didn't want Duke to win at all. Why would I want Duke to win at exactly. all? I don't want them to win. That's exactly. not fun." Yep. But, that's not fun at all. I, I would agree. never want that to happen.
1: Yep, my friend's a Duke fan, and that was the first text message I sent. Like, <laughs> good.
0: No, nobody deserves that storybook ending <laughs> like that. In my honest opinion, I think that that's unfair. Cause it's right. just, it just, I think it's unfair. Cause LSU will never get something like that.
1: That's true. Okay.
0: They're just nobody, nobody really gets that kind of stuff though. Normally, you're always come up short. Cause you know it's like the whole life is cruelty kind yeah. of thing. Yeah,
1: and it's hard. It's hard to win it all.
0: It's hard to win it all, especially in March Madness. <laughs> when – and he got. I mean, he got very far. He At did. least he didn't lose in, you know. Something like the round of the Sweet 16 right, or something. Right. At least he didn't lose something like that where mm-hmm. it was really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. He still made a good run. He
1: did. Can't complain.
0: Yeah, that's all right. But Kansas is the NCAA national champions. Good for them. I guess. I wish LSU could do it, but hey. One day, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's fine.
1: <laughs> when we fill out a roster.
0: <laughs> yeah, when we get a couple scholarship players on the roster, maybe we'll see. You
1: know, St. Peter's have three kids entering the transfer <laughs> portal. <laughs> they're
0: going to see. They're going to see their boy at Seton Hall. They're not. They're not coming to us. There's no way.
1: Maybe we can convince them.
0: Maybe we're desperate. We are desperate, <laughs> but hey, we'll we'll see. We are going to move on to some LSU baseball. Tonight, at the time of recording, they're playing Grambling, assuming the weather holds out. I think they should be okay, though. I think they'll be all right. They'll play Grambling tonight, and then they will go and travel to Starkville and play Mississippi State. LSU should win tonight, right, Patricia?
1: They should. They're 10-0 and 0 all time against Grambling State. So. I
0: hate that stat. That was that why... Was <laughs>
1: Sorry. That was a
0: jinx. If I ever heard no. one, that was a jinx. But hey.
1: They will be. We'll be fine.
0: Yeah. I hope so. Midweek games don't really matter to me that much. I was never one to put stock into them, so it doesn't really matter to me. What I do care more about is the series against Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. Mississippi State is not good. No.
1: They've they've been
0: losing a ton of games. They've just been getting flat-out beat by opponents. And LSU has a little bit of a trend going where they'll kind of beat the better teams and then they'll lose to the worst teams, so... What's your what's your thoughts on the game this upcoming series?
1: Exactly what you said, Mississippi State is 17 and 12, right? And you want to go into this game saying we should sweep them or we should at least win two of the three. But I'm not even so much worried about our opponents anymore. It's just the way we play, especially our bullpen, which has been the biggest issue for this team all season.
0: I like that you bring that up. I think that is one of the biggest points for this team right now. I really don't think it matters who we play anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. No. I
0: think we can beat the number one team in the country, and I think we could lose to the 132nd team in the country. I agree. It doesn't matter who we play; it matters how we play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's all about ourselves right now. I, th- I think we're in our own head. I want to say that I think we're in our own head, because this bullpen isn't as bad as it sh- as you think, because you can I can name three or four pitchers right now that have been solid mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Right. At times. But then there's other weekends where they get teed off on and they get pulled in an inning. Mm -hmm. It's just so hard to gauge where we are. I'm happy that it's there's still a lot of season and there's Mm -hmm. still salvageable games. I mean, you're going to go and play some very good teams. You're going to play Vanderbilt. You're going to play Arkansas. You're going to play Ole Miss. You're going to play some really good baseball teams. But you really have to focus on yourselves right now.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the big thing this baseball team needs is consistency on both sides of the field, offense and defense, and that's something that we're struggling to find because one weekend we go in and you beat a team like Florida and you say, we found it, we know what we have to do now, and then you go in against Auburn and you only win one of the three games.
0: Yeah, you you taking you getting one out of the three that weekend against Auburn was pretty bad it was pretty demoralizing it in was. reality. It was demoralizing to you thinking that okay, well, we just beat number 9 Florida. Mm-hmm. We're really hitting our stride. We're going to go in, we're going to beat Auburn and then we're going to start we're going to start getting ready for the bigger games. Well, you still have to worry about it you still have to worry about the little guys. You still got to beat those opponents. And it's just kind of frustrating. And I know it's frustrating for the players as much as it is to just as the observer. Of course. But they need to just piece together their pitching staff because the bats are gonna hit. I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna get them. I'm not worried about Dylan Cruz. I'm not worried about K. Doty. I'm not worried about Trey Morgan. I'm not worried about Barry. It, I mean, that list goes on and on. I'm right. not worried about those guys ever. You know, so it's just kind of the facts of the matter that they can't really. They're gonna get hits. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree with you, but I also think when the bullpen. Doesn't do well. The bats definitely struggle. I'm not saying they lose us the game, obviously, but we definitely can't get the hits. And I feel like they they just become under pressure and they feel that they are the reason that we're gonna win. They have to win for us, and then they can't get the job done.
0: That's a good point. I I definitely agree with that because the bullpen and the defense definitely relies heavily on the bats, and they Mm -hmm. really need to change that. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be a balanced game. It's kind of. Like in football, when you got to have a balanced running attack of running to passing, it's sort of like that.
1: And even if you don't care so much about midweek games, I know Jay Johnson says everyone's important, obviously, but when you're playing a team like Grambling, Sta- Grambling State, go in there and try to fix your mistakes before you play Mississippi.
0: Something that I think I want to see out of game tonight is throw in every pitcher, Mm -hmm. Give everybody an inning because that doesn't ruin your eligibility for the weekend. And you're playing on Tuesday, so you still have most of your days of rest because you're going to throw Blake money, who's probably going to give you seven. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Assuming, theoretically. That's a theoretically kind of hypothetical statement. But if you give as many pitchers as you can some innings just to say, hey, go out there and pump the strike zone and get some confidence in you, that would be my biggest – I would enjoy that the most, I think.
1: Right, I couldn't agree more. And it's also just cleaning up those errors with especially Kay Doty and Jordan Thompson. They
0: need to keep getting reps at that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they're only going to get better because you just switched them in the middle of the season.
1: I want to say that. I really do. And I know that Kay Doty is not a true shortstop. But also, they've had a long time to get reps this season, and, and I agree that you know they're still just trying to. We're fall playing second their and playing
0: shortstop are two different correct, things. totally agree. two different things. But when
1: you're bumping into each other and no one's calling the ball, those are mistakes that should never happen in college. It baseball. shouldn't,
0: but when it does, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's kind of the that's kind of the hard I situation. I'm yeah. trying <laughs> to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it, it is tough to watch this kind of thing happen because it should. I mean. You learn that in middle school baseball call exactly. the ball when it's in the air so those kind of things get frustrating but they can only get better i really can't see i, I can't see it i promise you i can definitely see them get, getting worse but i'm trying not to see them getting worse you know
1: it's not that i see them getting worse i see them getting better but the problem is i think these mistakes are being fixed in practice and then it doesn't roll really over well into the game. the game
0: no i get that definitely i um, you can't fix these kinds of problems in the middle of a season. There's just no way to do it.
1: Right. But I think that some of them shouldn't even be there in the first place. And I do agree. It's just more practice. But how many times... You
0: can't... You don't practice that much in a week. They usually only get a couple of days off and True. then one of them's a travel day and mm-hmm. then one's a travel back day. They might get one or two days off in in a week.
1: Right, right. So
0: they don't have a ton of time to be doing this kind of stuff. You can't learn... You, I mean the best your best chance is literally before a game when they're just hitting mm-hmm. you ground balls I mean that doesn't help you though But
1: that's why I think these midweek games are so important because you go out there you can fix these mistakes Cuz you have to take teams. live reps yes. live reps and I agree 100% Every team you play in the midweek you should be able to beat them and you're almost always at home but I don't think the home away record matters with this team
0: Yeah we'll see The season the season is not lost by any means no beating Florida bought you a little bit of time mm-hmm. losing to Auburn kind of lost you a little bit of time
1: mm-hmm.
0: y- you're still ranked so yeah, i mean they're at 19
1: right you're now you're still
0: okay but you're going to have to start beating opponents that you weren't supposed to beat i mean that's that's just the facts of it right now and
1: it's not impossible i know it could happen
0: look at Florida we didn't deserve to exactly. beat i don't know if we i don't know okay we deserve to beat them cuz we we definitely outplayed them that weekend we did. But going into that weekend, you didn't think LSU had a fighting chance. Nobody right. did.
1: Especially after that Friday night game.
0: Yeah, after just they teed off a of Blake Money mm-hmm. and they were shutting us down. That That's kind of the – but you're going to have to go and beat people that you weren't supposed to beat. You're going to have to go and beat a Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go and beat an Ole Miss mm-hmm. because you lost to Auburn. You already avenged a Texas a and series loss by beating Florida. Now you got to avenge this Auburn loss, yep. and we'll see. I think there's – a lot to look forward to, but there's also a lot to be scared of.
1: Exactly. And this weekend, don't make the same mistake twice. Beat Mississippi State. Get that game out of the way.
0: Win. I really would love to see them just win a Friday game. We haven't won a Friday game in ages. No, we have not. We've got to win yes, one.
1: Yes, I think we do. I think it sets the tone for the weekend. It does.
0: It 100% does. I I love that we are very consistent on Saturdays now because mm-hmm. then I would love for us to have to get the chance to start playing for some sweeps. Start right. sweep somebody anybody it doesn't matter who you play just sweep them beat them have a just have the most confidence you can have by beating an opponent three times and leave and you can be happy going into the next week saying we have some confidence Mm -hmm. we're good we're we're getting better we're slowly getting there you know
1: exactly i think they need confidence and consistency
0: so you think they win this weekend
1: i can say i'm gonna say that they win saturday and sunday
0: uh, maybe. I don't Sunday's so up in the air right now that Very you can't true. even make that choice.
1: But I just don't know if they're going to win a Friday night game.
0: I don't know if they're going to win another Friday g- night game all year. That's what I mean. You don't you you don't have an ace. You don't. I hate to be that guy. You don't have an ace. You don't. Big money is not an ace. He's a good pitcher.
1: Mm-hmm. He's not an ace. And I think health might be a problem. Obviously he's getting healthier every single week.
0: I would love to make that excuse, but I mean the the training staff had to look at him. Mm-hmm. They had to think about this kind of stuff.
1: But so, I, I just don't think he's a hundred percent.
0: I don't think he's a hundred percent either. But I think he's he's good enough.
1: And sometimes when you get injured, it gets in your head. You fear that you're going to get injured again. So again, he needs a
0: confidence booster. If he could mm-hmm. beat, if he could go out there pump the strike zone like he did against Maine, get himself five six plus strikeouts, mm-hmm. that would be really big for him. I that agree. would be big for this team. I agree. It would be. But. I don't know if they're going to win this weekend. I think that they still have a ton to work on. But like you said, they are their own worst enemy. Mm -hmm, They They are their own worst enemy. They cannot lose. They won't lose because the the opponent was that much better than them. Skill-wise, LSU matches up to the best teams in the country. Mm -hmm. So it's really about what you do for yourselves to get better.
1: Yep, I couldn't agree more.
0: Well, we are going to move on to our last topic here, and we're going to talk a little bit of golf after because me and Patricia wanted to talk about <laughs> some golf. But we're going to talk about as the NBA season ends, we are moving into playoff time here for the NBA. And right now, there's kind of a, a couple storylines left. The Pelicans are f- still fighting their way into the play-in game and the L.A. Lakers are still out of the playoffs right now as it stands. Mm-hmm. And some other some other interesting storylines, Brooklyn Nets really not living up to expectations. Nope. Just what are your thoughts on NBA kind of winding down here as the playoffs start in, I believe, almost 10 days?
1: Yep, April 17th. Yep. I think it's wild because you looked at the Nets, you looked at the Lakers, and you said before the season started, super teams, super teams, two teams that you said you're probably going to see them in the championship this year. And then James Harden gets traded, LeBron gets hurt, AD gets hurt, big struggle for both teams. And now the Nets are locked into the play-in. The Lakers, I think, the only way they make the play-in is just because the West is so bad. And the West
0: is the West is very top-heavy.
1: Mm-hmm. The West is very right. top-heavy. Exactly. You got the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Warriors. Even the Mavericks look pretty good.
0: Nuggets are good, too. Yeah, Nuggets the, are good, too. The Jazz kind of toss-up. The Timberwolves six, are also toss-up. The first seven, maybe. But you could argue.
1: Other than that, I mean, that's just because the Kings, the Trailblazers, Thunder, they're all so bad that the Lakers have a fighting chance. But every time you say, okay, the Lakers can go in there, LeBron's back, AD's back, the chemistry just looks like it's off.
0: It does. The Lakers, and I don't know if you know this, though, but if the Pelicans— Rank higher in the standings than the Lakers at the end of the season. The Pelicans get another pick from the Lakers. Okay, so this is big. For that's the Pelicans. from that
1: Anthony Davis trade. Yes, Okay.
0: they get a un uh, an un uncon- like a controlled or whatever right. uncontrolled pick. So they get okay. to pick whoever they want now, and they get wow. it. So that's like a really big deal for the Pelicans right now. Another big deal was today. It was somebody tweeted it that Zion's.
1: Stepfather, yes. His
0: stepfather said that he he was gonna play this mm-hmm. season. I'm assuming that's if you make the playoffs.
1: I guess so. I don't know. A lot of parents seem to be, which I'm totally fine with, but they seem to just be telling ESPN, Bleacher Report, whatever it is. A lot of I feel of like they're telling them what
0: they want them to exactly. hear. Exactly. I'm
1: not always sure how true it is. I
0: I personally think right now, look at the Lakers. Put it this way, look at the Lakers. AD comes back. LeBron comes back. The chemistry's off because those guys, have been, those guys who have been playing had been playing together for so long, they developed mm-hmm. the chemistry. Same thing for the Pelicans. These guys know their roles. Everybody knows it. It's a team effort for the Pelicans. Pelicans, the Brandon Ingram's great. He's really good. He's an all-star. Mm-hmm. He's up there as all-NBA talent. Mm-hmm. But if you throw Zion in the mix, it's going to mess up the team dynamics. So do you really want to do that for yourself right now when you're not guaranteed a playoff spot yet? You're genuinely not. You can lose out still.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. It was Lee Anderson, that's his stepfather, who said that Zion's gonna play. And also, how in shape is Zion? That's a big question. You haven't played in almost a year.
0: He's been doing one-on-one drills or something. I, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really. Yeah, I just don't think that it's in your best interest right now to put him in so late in the season. Is it really worth it?
1: No, I agree with you. It's just like the nets with Ben Simmons. I don't want Ben Simmons to play. I don't he hasn't learned the playbook. He doesn't you know that chemistry that we keep talking about.
0: Exactly. In terms of basketball, how you and your players kind of work together is big because mm-hmm. that's a it's a very flowing game. Exactly. It's very back and forth. You need to know who the hot hand is. You need to know kind of the plays what's working, what's not and if you're not in game shape and you're not in the know of kind of how this team operates, you're not going to you're just not going to fit in, right? And it's going to cause the team more harm than good.
1: And I think for the Pelicans that exactly could happen where it causes them harm or you have an extra guy and all of a sudden, no one knows his skills because they haven't seen him so long. So opponents are questioning, what do you do with Zion? How do you That's guard him? it?" That's a big risk. It is. a big risk. No doubt. And that would be so crazy if it happened. I'm saying that it could. We know his talents. We know what he did at Duke. We know what he did in high school. Could he do that in the NBA? Possibly. I'm not doubting him that he can. But as you said, it's a huge risk.
0: Yeah. We'll kind of move on here right now. We'll kind of talk about some of the other playoff teams right now. Moving into the East... Something I did not realize: the Miami Heat have the best record in the East. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yep. I mean, I knew they were good. I didn't know they were that good. They just
1: recently lost six straight games, so they were in a little bit of a slump. Oh, I don't wow. know how recently it was, but
0: they w- they're on a four they're on a four game winning streak right now. Right. So
1: I think it was either last week or two weeks ago they won a the six game losing streak. Because I thought
0: the Celtics had already clinched the East mm-hmm. in terms of the one seed, but I think the Heat have officially claimed it. now. Yes, they
1: did. I'm almost positive. Yeah, they, they
0: did. did. They did. They claimed it.
1: Yeah, so they've been a great team all season. I really can't complain about them. I am totally rooting for Jimmy Butler. I believe that he deserves a chip. And, yeah, it would be very exciting to see them and the Suns. So I know that's pretty hard because it's two number ones, but I would love to see that.
0: The East the East is interesting because you kind of look – the top four teams are really good, and then you got the Nets in the play-in game, but you know how good they can be. Mm-hmm. The Bulls are pretty solid. The Hawks have Trey Young. The Hornets have LaMello Ball. I don't know much about the Cavaliers and I don't know much about the Raptors. Pascal Siakam's pretty good mm-hmm. for the Raptors. I think he's their best player still, right?
1: Yeah, I believe so. And then the Cavs have Allen, right? He came from the Nets and they did been, they've yeah, been doing did. pretty well. They've built that team together after four years You're after LeBron James bad. left. Yeah.
0: I, I think it's interesting. I don't Brooklyn being in the playing game is dangerous for the Heat. Yeah, because if they have to play them, that's gonna really cause them problems. Brooklyn
1: can be one of the dangerous tenth seeds ever in the NBA.
0: Well, this is the this is the first time they've had it, right? The, they have it last year, the playing game. No, they know this is the first year of the playing. I, I game. think they had
1: it last year, but not the year before. I think Okay, so
0: it's it's relatively new. Mm-hmm. I knew that much. It's relatively new.
1: Right, and just a few weeks ago we were saying they could be the dangerous eighth seed ever and then they fell again. It's just a matter of developing that They're going to the playoffs.
0: They've already they they're, are. they're going they to the playoffs. It. They had the win cuz everybody else is eliminated. So that's the good news. Uh the bad news is you're going to have a tough road ahead. Yeah, no to doubt. Get to, and the, then, to get to the finals.
1: And then you look at Kyrie Irving who can now play full time. I thought that was going to be pretty good and then it's like that chemistry just isn't there and even, I forget what game it was, but Kevin Durant scored 55 points the other day. And night, they lost. And they lost. They lost. And it's even, I think Kyra Irving had 31, 33 in, somewhere on in that range, but no one else scored. And you need guys like Seth Curry to score points for yep.
0: you. Yep. You're exactly correct. So if you'd give, it's still pretty early. I mean, the finals aren't going to be played till something. I don't know, probably June. Probably June, yep. June or something, late June. So who would be your kind of early favorite coming out of the East right now?
1: Wow, that's difficult because there's so many great teams. Like the Bucks are just always solid.
0: Giannis is gonna do what Giannis, Giannis is gonna is do. So <laughs> He's good.
1: good. I'm not gonna lie, I don't think the Sixers, I think the Sixers it's gonna be another year where they just say trust the process. James Harden, Joel Embiid, I just...
0: They've been saying that since I was ooh, maybe a freshman yeah. or sophomore in high school?
1: My families are Sixers fans, and I say that all the time. I said we can just keep trusting the process, but one day these guys are going to age. Yeah. And so I don't see them as a big threat. I think, you know, they'll do well, but again, I think it will just be like how it's been the last few years. I see the Bucks. I'm I'm just going to go with the Heat. I just want to see the Heat win it.
0: I would go... My my two guesses right now would probably be, I'm not going to lie to you, I really do like Brooklyn here. I think, I really do. I know you love <laughs> Brooklyn. I do. They're so good. And uh, I mean, th- they're just talent wise. They're so good. Them or the Bucks. I don't really trust the Celtics. I agree with you about the 76ers. <laughs> the Heat concern me i really don't know much about them and then the rest i mean bulls bulls are good bulls are good they have some good players raptors cavaliers hawks i don't think they have an or uh, um the hornets they don't have enough star power to really get them there and they're kind of smaller markets Mm -hmm. and smaller markets don't really win that's what the old sports director nathan used to tell me he was an nba guy though he knew more than i did yeah we'll move on to the west what are your thoughts on the west division
1: I am all in on the Phoenix Suns. I know they're going to—the Grizzlies Best are Best record Dixon in the NBA. Team. I know that the Warriors, obviously, not much to say about that. Steph Curry just seems to get, get better with age. But I want this just to be Chris Paul's year. They almost got there last year. Unfortunately, they lost to the Bucks. I'm all in on the Phoenix Suns.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard to bet against the Phoenix Suns right now. If I were going to bet against them, though— I pick the Golden State Warriors. Me
1: too. I pick experience them because they just got they got mm-hmm.
0: Clay Thompson's only getting healthier by the day. Yep. You got James Wiseman's getting healthy too. Mm-hmm. He, I, the one of the things that I've been saying for the longest time, the most dangerous thing the NBA could have ever let happen was let the Golden State Warriors get that number two pick, because then they got James Wiseman. They didn't lose anybody. They still got Seth. Cur- they still got Steph Curry. They still got Clay Thompson. They still got Draymond Green, and they added a really good big man. I mean, they only, that, you just let them get better. And I think come playoff time, they're just going to start dominating opponents again. That's what they do. They're good.
1: I agree. And right now, the biggest problem is actually Draymond Green. Jaymon, Draymond Green said it in a press conference a few weeks ago, he says, I've never been on a team where I get worse when we play. So he's been in a bit of a slump, but I think come the playoffs, they're going to pull it together just, it's just because gonna, that's of— That's
0: not going to be a thing that anybody's worried about. And that's what's going to happen. You
1: look at guys like LeBron James, you go, LeBron James, the playoff picture. You take him
0: out—yeah, but you take him out of the playoff picture, it, it just makes things crazier. And, that's what
1: I mean. you're, and you're, you're right. So if he doesn't even make it, and then you're talking about guys like Seth, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, all those guys, they have experience, and that wins championships. And they just come,
0: they come with a different mentality. That's, I mean, yep. they do. They come with a completely different mm-hmm. mentality— that's what that's what I love about it. I, the NBA playoffs are fun to me. I'm not a big regular season watcher mm-hmm. in terms of it. I, I I get the ESPN updates when the Pels win, and I'm like, yeah, the Pels won. And right. then, I, they play the Sacramento Kings tonight. I, I mean, the Sacramento Kings are eliminated. It doesn't even matter.
1: I played. I watched the Nets all last season. When once James Harden got traded, I watched every game. Mm-hmm. And then after that trade, and they started losing the games, I Very lost bold. my interest. I was I was heartbroken to say the least.
0: Well, we are going to go ahead and finish up with the Masters. The Masters is by far my favorite. Okay, that or the Kentucky Derby outside of like the big three. Mm -hmm. Those are my two favorite sports. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Masters here. Not a big deal, though. I love the Masters. Patricia, do you like the Masters? I
1: love the Masters because it's peaceful. I'm never that stressed. Yeah cuz
0: cause, cuz cause it doesn't really matter that much. Like it's not guys, like a team sport and you exactly. don't you're not super devoted to like a certain player. Yes. So I get that for sure. So
1: that's what I mean. It's peaceful. It's kind of like the NFL combine.
0: Yeah, or like, or like the draft.
1: Yes, it's peaceful. Where I'm not worried. It doesn't
0: really matter, and you're kind of just excited for everybody. That's what I, yeah, that's you just, what I mean. It's, golf is really a sport where you hope everybody has fun.
1: And it's so quiet. It's the hardest ticket in sports, so one day I'm determined to go. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm going to go one day. I swear. I'm going to go. I'm going to go one day. One day I'm going to go. All right. So the big question is, who do you think is going to win the 2022 Masters?
1: I'm going all in on Jordan's speed.
0: That's just that's <laughs> such a gob out answer. It I just is. don't believe it.
1: It is. And look, I know I'm going to be disappointed in the end. I am horrible at guessing, so I'm pretty much putting a curse on him at this point. But he is the reason why I fell in love with watching the Masters. I believe he's he's one of the youngest to ever win the Masters. He was. And I know that he had that downfall. I believe it was right the year after. It was
0: the year after or two years after where he collapsed at Amen corner and a- he hit into the water and I think he triple bogeyed. Yeah, and I it was watched bad. it. It was bad.
1: I watched the downfall. It was very disappointing, okay? That was the one time I was upset during the Masters. But this year, I'm going to say that he wins it. He makes a comeback. He
0: won, he won something pretty recently. He won a, a tournament not too long ago. So, I mean, he's not in bad shape. I would, I would either say Justin Thomas is going to win, or if I want to make like a really crazy pick, I would say uh, Sam Burns because he's out of LSU. Mm-hmm. He used to play here, and he won a national championship wow. for golf. So I would like him. Do, how good? How well do you think Tiger's going to do
1: I, today? He said that if he's he's playing, playing,
0: he's playing. He asked. He said he's playing.
1: Someone asked him, "Do you think you can win it all?" And he said, "I do." I,
0: there is no doubt in my mind. He is the, he has the mentality to win.
1: That's my biggest that's, problem.
0: That's what you got to say though. He has the mentality to win. He may not have the physical abilities because he is getting older. He's had he's had some serious surgeries. His and leg
1: almost had to be amputated in February last year because of that car accident that he yeah, got into. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know. I'm, I'm exa- I agree exactly with you. I think, I think he can make the cut. I, I'm not giving him any more than that, though.
1: Fred Couples, a professional golfer, said that he wasn't even worried about his playing style. He was more worried about if he could walk all the holes. And that's just when you see a guy like that who's won five Masters tournaments, that's scary.
0: It's the facts of the matter that Tiger Woods has the mentality mm-hmm. to win every time. He know, He's played every course. For so many years, he know he's seen it all. Mm-hmm. Rain, snow, shine, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's seen mm-hmm. it all. So he has the mentality to know, and he knows his golf skills better than anyone. Yeah. So he knows he can win it. It's just the physicality of it, of walking 18 holes mm-hmm. for four days. I mean, that's a six, six or so mile walk. Yeah. I mean, you're walking everything. You don't have to carry your clubs. And then in between all of that, walking you're exerting energy trying to swing. I mean, look, I've played enough golf to know that it, it does get tiring. Of it, course. It does, so. it
1: does. And he said that he's going to play nine holes on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, just to make sure that he can do it, what you might call a walkthrough, and then he said he'll make his decision. But right now, I think he wants to get back out there. He. Wants I think to he wants play. to play.
0: I mean, I think he just misses the competition. Right. I don't know if he's going to... I, I would only give him making the cut. I would not give him anything more than that. You don't think? I, I want to, but we just said all this stuff about the physicality of it and I I can't give him more than that. If he does, I fully believe he has the ability to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just I think he's gonna make the cut and maybe fizzle out.
1: I just think if tomorrow he feels good, his mentality is just gonna change drastically and he's gonna be a problem.
0: I would be so happy if he just played if he just played all four rounds to Masters because mm-hmm. everybody would love that. Yeah. That's that's really all. That's all that matters to of me. Course. He plays all four rounds. That's that's a win for me. That's a win for golf, honestly. That be. is a win for mm-hmm. golf because everybody loves him. He's so good, and he was so fun to watch. And he's had some the most iconic moments in golf. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens. I'm very excited about it, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go Justin Thomas, and you said Spieth. Yes. So Spieth's probably not going to win now. That's your own fault. <laughs> probably not. Probably no. not, because I think you're a solid 0 for 8. Yeah, I think this I am. Over the course of this yep. <laughs> this whole thing, I think you're like 0 for 8. I am. So. It's okay, though. I'm we, glad.
1: Thank you for keeping track.
0: I think I'm pretty sure it's it's over eight or it's double digits. I'm, I'm serious. All right,
1: it's, let's just say over eight for now. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for us here today. For Patricia Caputo, I'm Tyler Viso, and this has been the Hodges Huddle.